Welcome to the Rising Phoenix podcast with your hosts, Lauren and Sam. We're all about vulnerability, connection, and authenticity. Join us on a journey on calling out the BS and getting into real talk. we're going to be chatting about relationships in the 21st century. We're going to be talking about relationships and dating in 2020 and how it's changed over the course of time. I'll be talking about mindful marriage and Sam will reveal a 200-year-old dating secret and we're going to throw in some stories as well from self-love and healing to those inevitable text messages from thirsty boys. So Sam, how about you start talking about what you believe the dating market is like in 2020? Yeah, so um, the dating market in 2020, so I, I think dating in the 21st century in general, um, I I guess it's obviously changed over the years. And to be quite honest, um, I've only really been, I started dating, so I was in a relationship in my early 20s, and that was a long-term mm. one. And by my mid-20s, I found myself single. Um, I, I guess back when I was in my 20s, and how long are we talking, like 13 years ago, <laughs> Um, it was quite different. Decades ago. It was a de- oh my gosh, a long time, a long time. So it was really different back then. And I, I guess because you change things over time, I suppose your standards change. You don't really know in your early twenties, you know, it's not always easy to find the right person for you and the right fit, especially if yep. you're very self-aware. I think, um, when I was in that particular mm. relationship, things were a little bit different, but it was easier to meet people for some reason. And I didn't have to go through the dating app kind of thing. I just, we <laughs> just met through friends and that's how it happened. Yeah. And it happened, but we broke up um, after a few years. And by my mid twenties, I was like, oh my gosh, like how am I, what am I doing? Like, where am I going? So then I started to see that dating was a little bit different to what I remembered and you know that only it had only been five years since um I I was dating so I suppose I see or have seen since then um and I have you know been in um a couple of relationships since then that just didn't work out but yeah it's all about the dating apps at the moment and Mm. I'm finding it's less I suppose, um, interactive, I, I guess in person, yeah. it's more like easy to find someone, you know, with the swipe of a, of a thumb or finger, you know, you're using your, whatever you're <laughs> using to swipe right or left, you swipe right, you know, match with that person. You may find you get ghosted after a few days, you know, you're chatting to someone, yeah. you build a rapport, they drop off. And it's, it seems that, you know, either people are too busy or they're not, their priority on dating apps is is not to date seriously and yeah so that's not right though i don't know yeah like, I, look i have no concept of dating f- like from a yeah. single perspective because i i don't know because <laughs> realistically dating apps i n- don't use them i never did yeah you know they were li- literally they were um after my time <laughs> yeah. you know so for me i when i was single mm-hmm. i um 
only saw things like uh you know eHarmony and RSVP like all those websites you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean like I I have no idea about things like Tinder and oh, Bumble and there are so, you know, many, kind of so many apps and like they all work differently and I think the problem as well wow. that I'm finding is that people don't have a relationship with themselves and mm. I think that is especially now it's so important to get back in touch with yourself especially if you've been through stuff and Yep. People are mindlessly dating and that's the problem that is. And it's, they're using others as a bandaid solution to heal their wounds or whatever you want to call it. And, and it's, it's not right because eventually the bandaid's going to come off and what's going to happen down the track. You go Shit through your honeymoon period and, yep. and then through three months in, you're like, Oh, okay, well this is it. And then things come up, you know, yep. because you subconsciously, you have these things going on and you, you start a fight over something that should have been healed, you know, like it's just, it could be as simple as that, but people don't know themselves enough. I feel like nobody understands the concept of self love as well. And so that's my view on it. And I think that, um, before you enter any kind of, uh, you know, marriage, even, um, you yeah. have to get to know your partner. It's, you know, these days, with social media, you've seen it. The, the weddings are big. Mm. People want oh, to yeah, out. It's all yeah, for the gram. Exactly. And people are spending average. It's like, I think it was like 50 grand or something on a wedding Holy here shit. in Australia. And it's, it's insane. I just think it's a bit ridiculous to want to get married to show people that you have a nice wedding. And then what about the marriage? How beautiful is your marriage in comparison to your wedding? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. You're married, you know, it's, it's not easy, right? You know, in, in saying that though, this also reminds me of th- those freaking reality TV shows. Like, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this and people aren't going to like it, but I can't stand the goddamn bachelor or like married <laughs> at first sight or love Island. Like honestly, it makes me physically ill. The I, awkwardness yeah. makes me super uncomfortable. Like it's all fake. I, I hate, you know, even Married at First Sight. I, I look, I've been hooked in on that show. People, yeah, look, there's, there, a, there's a hook. There's, there's a, a hook. hook. Um, yeah. And I've tried to not watch it. And I've had friends go, hey, did you watch Maths Drama is the night? hook, though. It's the drama, but we know that a lot of it's staged, guys. Like, I think we're yeah. missing that. And I think people yeah. tend to like these shows because it takes them away from their own problems. I, I find oh, that I myself. Agree. I agree. You go yeah. into it and you're like, oh, they have problems. But it's a lot of the time is really staged and I yeah I just think it I, I personally and I'm, I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for it but I think it makes a mockery of marriage I think it's it's not right and I know that it's probably not even a real I don't think it's a legit marriage anyway but it's like why marry someone you've never met like you yeah. know what I mean and half of the yeah, relationship don't call it a social experiment because it's not it's yeah just bullshit reality tv the, it's yeah. just it's horrible. I must say there is one couple I love from last season and I follow on Insta because they're still together and I think that's beautiful. Which one? Which show? Um, from Maths. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <Maps>. Yeah. <laughs> from Ma- Married. Sorry, I say it. I say, everyone knows what Maths is, but um, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> so, you know, some of them do last, um, but it's just, yeah. But you know what? Look, if that's the case, then good on them. And yeah. I'm really happy for you. But I just hope that you're actually working on your relationship properly and not using it for the limelight. Oh, you get a you good I mean? for the wrong reasons. So if that's your intention. Yeah, but is that, is that why? Go, like, go you know for I mean? it. We shouldn't be on it. <laughs> 
Go for it for the for the Instagram um, follows, you know? Why not? No, I'm joking. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll just tell Josh. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a sabbatical in our relationship because I want to go on our uh, married at first sight and get a really good Insta oh, following. It's, yeah, you will. No, it's actually good. But um, no, I shouldn't say that. Um, but no, I I personally just can't. I just it's for me. I just like no, no. I just I couldn't do it. People, do you know what? I and I appreciate that my friends love me so much. They want me to meet someone. I think people want me to go on it for the entertainment factor because they know I will oh, be yeah. the most entertaining person on that show. I get tagged every year and every year I say, <laughs> stop it. I'm not applying for this show. I'm not going on it. Okay, excuse me, but Married at First Sight cannot have a Scorpio with a Leo moon and Leo <laughs> rising. Like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be it's drama. It's just not possible. I am, yes. <laughs> I'll be there for the drama. <laughs> you bought like this moody little bitch who loves the drama and feeds from it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, I love um, it though. Actually, I'd watch it, Sam, if you were on it. Yeah. Well, you know, no, it's not happening. But um, yeah, <laughs> apart from dating shows as well, I think the other thing that really, and we were talking about it and we're probably... I can. I, I feel like I know where, you, where you're going with this. <laughs> you know where I'm going with it. Can you see I what do. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, um... It's unsolicited dick pics, guys. Sorry. Keyword is unsolicited. It's ridiculous how many guys, and I'm in my 30s, guys in their 30s, late 20s even, they're sending me photos of their penis. And they 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 just <laughs> send it. And I'm like, what am I going to do with that? Like, I'm sorry. That is the first thing I find it disrespectful. <clears throat> I, I just so don't. this is the difference already between you know and how far dating has come I know. in just general. I, I like, just think to myself, would you, can you imagine? Yeah, what was that? Let's say, could, sorry, can you, you can you imagine if like in the fifties some woman received a dick pic on <laughs> I don't know by mail or something? <laughs> yeah, like they send it in like, the post, like oh hey, yeah. Oh, look, snail mail. Let's open it up. Uh, honestly, I think that as well as like a wolf whistle from a car, like, yeah. or someone beeping at you, like, what am I going to do? Chase you down the street? Like, oh, okay, thanks. But I, I just yeah, find, yeah. oh my God. Oh, the I whole agree. like DP sit show, you guys have to stop because I don't care. I've, I save those <laughs> photos. So my friends and I, we have this oh, thing where we, we save, we save your photos. We have an album for your photos and we're laughing about it. So maybe think about that the next time you want to send. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. Yeah, I'm absolutely dying. I I'm, love it. I'm being honest and I'm speaking on behalf of all single women who've copped one. Guys, stop doing it. It's not on. PSA. Okay, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. We don't care. Yeah, because... We will we will share that album. <laughs> oh, my album! My album's good. Yeah. So you know that that's another thing. I think oh, there's a difference man. between dating back in the day and dating now. It's it's a significant like difference. And I just Absolutely. yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if it's got something to. I mean, there could be so many factors. I'm you know could go straight into the psychology behind it. But I'm just saying it's not for me personally. So. Yeah, not everyone wants that. <laughs> in a That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, actually, I've been with Josh for ten years, and I must say, I've like never received anything like that from him. So I don't know if this is like a new thing. Like, uh, do you know what? I don't know why. I, I've. To be fair, though, I don't. I don't need photos. <laughs> I've had someone send something to me with a caption, like he wrote something like. 
um, do you like sausage? And I said, no, I'm a vegetarian. Oh my God. Thanks. <laughs> so I was, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm oh, good. Shit. So, That's brilliant. Yeah, nice I'm pretty, so I find myself on dating apps. I'm not actually dating. I'm actually arguing with men who have no respect. A lot of the time they'll say, they'll yes. straight up and like, fine. Okay. You're honest from the get go, but do you really have to be like that? Like, can't you, yeah. you know? And so I, I'm pretty sure you sent me a screenshot once of some guy you were arguing with oh, because he was really, really disrespecting it, you. Oh my god! And then he called you a bitch. Oh my god! Or a slut or something. Yeah, yeah. We had a big. Uh, I have so many arguments, but I've actually. I'm the person that will say something back, and I always have a really good argument. Um, because good. especially if someone um he called me a toxic feminist. A toxic feminist. Do you remember that one? Is that a hashtag? Or? I was. <laughs> I, I don't know why he called Far me a toxic out. feminist, and I actually wish I could um, if I can find it, I I will. It was. While you're finding it, I'll just let you know, like, I, like I said, I've never, ever used dating apps, right? So Josh and I met because he gate crushed a party yeah, and yeah. it just kind of evolved from there. We did things like go to the movies and stuff, but I was actually asking my nonna the other day how she met my nonna yeah. and it was the cutest thing. So she said she was working at her mum's shop when she was back in Italy yeah. and she saw like this guy randomly and apparently like she hadn't seen him again until like years and years later when she was 17 Aww. and she saw him again at a different shop that she worked at that was near her home. And like they've been together since like she was 18. Like Aww, how wow. cute is that? That is adorable. See, that's honestly adorable. That, that's it can happen. It does. Yeah, I th- absolutely. I think that we just need to realize that I think we need to put the effort in to maintaining the relationship. Yes. It's like, garden you know like you want it to look yeah, pretty you have to tend it you do and i was yeah. even saying the other day when i was reading that article um there was an article about things to do before you marry that person and you need to yeah. learn about them but you also need to know that if they can't give you that 100 percent, you know you sometimes need to make up for it and vice versa like you know you both yeah it's it's always going to be like that you balance each other and yeah, exactly. Some days aren't going to be great, and that's where you just have no. to, you just have to know that you can get through it together. Exactly. Well, later on, I'm actually going to give you some tips. Uh, well, not you personally, but yeah. everybody listening, um, some oh. just mindful marriage tips. Yeah. Of how you can just tend your garden that is your marriage. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's awesome, and um, yeah, I mean, I think for me as well, I think in terms of being the single one here. Um, my tips are going to be, cause I've had that journey, um, of yeah. pretty much being, I've basically been single for, I could say the last like three years. I wouldn't even count the last relationship I was in as one because we were only together for like two months. And I think a lot of the <laughs> relationships I I've been in, um, and, and the guys maybe that I've seen and had almost relationships with, they've been more, I, I believe they were sent to me to show me something that I needed to heal because of the repetitive yeah, pattern. So I'm going to give mm-hmm. people, I guess, tips on, um, you know, how to, um, 
I guess identify red flags for a one because um, yeah. I've been in the toxic relationship side of things as well. So yeah, I was actually about to say, why yeah. don't you talk about yeah how you know what those red flags are? Oh, um, yeah, because this is where Sam's about to get very vulnerable. So yeah, bear with her. But I think it's important for people to know that you actually know what you're talking about because you've mm. experienced it I, firsthand. I so unfortunately. Oh are you ready? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm bracing. Uh, and then myself. we can end with your happy marriage tips. <laughs> <laughs> happy marriage tips. But um, yeah, so so it could yeah, it gets a bit deep. But I'm I'm happy to open up because I hope I can help others who are or have been in similar situations. Um, Absolutely. So the first relationship I was talking about, uh, my most significant one, um, I would say, was the one I started um, when I was twenty, and um, mm-hmm. we were together for four years and. I, at the time, didn't realize I was getting into a situation where the relationship was quite quick, where everything just happened so quickly, but I was hooked from the get-go. So I think Mm -hmm. he was definitely meant to be in my life for a reason, and I feel like that purpose was to understand how some people are, and I guess go through all of it so I could come out stronger. I know that sounds... Yeah, like lessons. We call no, it's, bless- it's life lessons. Blessings. It's a blessing. Oh, blessings. A blessing in a lesson. So I call them blessings, right? So... Yeah. Trademarked by Sam. <laughs> I think so. I don't know if anyone else has done that, but um, yeah, I'm using it. Um, But I um started off the relationship. I thought, um, you know, it was amazing. Everything was so good. It felt like it was perfect. I'm like, this is just great. Like, we pretty much were like together every day um i guess i missed some red flags um where there was a situation where i saw him um having a fight with his mother and the way he spoke to her was disrespectful and at the time i should have seen that as a red flag and i i didn't because he apologized and i thought oh it's okay he apologized how sweet but it was the manner in the way he spoke yeah it it, it was the tone and everything and Little did I realize that later down the track, I would cop that too. So I would be that victim. Yeah. I'd be the one that he took everything out on. And, you know, things were hard eventually for him. He had some personal problems going on in his life. And mm-hmm. I was emotionally immature. I didn't know how to kind of handle it. I just, all I know is that I was being um, emotionally abused and physically abused. And that was hard for me. So I think as much as he could probably say I deserved to cop that, I definitely didn't. And if you're ever in that situation with someone who says, oh, well, you made me do it, please like get go and leave and speak to someone, call Lifeline, seek help because that's not right. That's that's manipulation. That's oh, to its absolute T. That's the definition of it. Yeah. yeah. So I just want people to know that that's definitely a red flag. It's narcissistic personality disorder. If you've never heard about it, we could. It's a whole another show. That's a whole separate we, episode, which oh, I'm happy to go oh, into. Oh, we could definitely yeah. talk about that. And um, I also started realizing I actually found an Instagram account which I follow and I highly recommend if you've been in a recent relationship like this um, where you're being told, say, you know, they call it there's gaslighting and they make you feel like you're not good enough or they'll blame you for their behavior. 
Yeah. They'll say that hey, you made me do this. You made me say that. And then they somehow um, reel you back in. Um, a few actually, um, it's interesting. There's a show called Dirty John um, on Netflix I've been watching. And he's like the mm-hmm. definition of a narcissist. So watch that to see the signs. And you probably relate if you've been with someone like that. But there's also um, a psychotherapist I, I follow called, um, called Ginger Dean. She's actually based in America, I believe. Um, but she has an account called Loving Me After We, um, which um, we'll also link on our Instagram as well. Yeah, um, and our show notes as well. Yeah, she, she's amazing. So I've actually started following her and reading all of her posts. And a lot of us, what happens is, and I believe I attracted this relationship because of unhealed trauma. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess it had to do with the relationship with my father. And a lot of us don't realize that a lot of the things that we see or are exposed to as, as children or at a very young age can affect us. So um, I know that my father wasn't always around. So I kind of, yep. you know, I've noticed myself even, you know, um, after that particular relationship. So I noticed myself kind of hanging on to like, I, I guess, guys who are unavailable. I was always attracting unavailable men um, because yep. my dad, I remember always not having my dad around and trying to call him to go, where is he? You know, and he wasn't there. And um, that started from a very young age for me, having the distant father. As much as I know he loved me, I think that he just had such an active life where I guess the family side of things was the least of his concerns. You know, he loved us, yeah. but just didn't want to be there. And I didn't realize at the time as well, my parents' marriage wasn't really stable. And I guess that's why he wasn't always there. So I, I was raised by mum most of my life, really. And then my father passed away when I was 14. So I was devastated because obviously I still thought of myself as very close to my dad because we were close. Yeah. We, it's a weird thing where he wasn't always there, but when we were together, it was like we had this connection. So I was closer yeah. to dad. And when he passed away suddenly, because I no idea it was you know, going to happen, Um, it's that abandonment feeling. It's the feelings of abandonment. And I think that's something that I've had to heal. And I've met people who have come in and have taught me that I need to, or showed me that I need to heal. So that's the universe's way of helping you to heal through that. So the last um, few years, I guess I've noticed that happening. And really in the last year, I've focused so much on my healing and particularly the last few months after I found this account, um, I've just been actively working on healing that part of myself and my heart, especially after being with someone so toxic. And I was also in another toxic relationship a few years after that one long-term one. And that was a year long and it was another kind of narcissistic relationship, you know, and do you want to quickly um, just outline what, do you think are some yeah. like key pointers to what narcissism yeah. is or what it looks like perhaps that way if someone is in a relationship and they're going through these things they're kind of relating to you but yeah. they but they don't really know what a narcissist is yeah what do you think you could say to them that would be like well this is what your partner yeah. could potentially well, be displaying yeah there are um, a lot of articles out there on narcissism so i highly recommend mm. looking into it um, but just going to go like the definition of it is basically a person who has an ins- inflated sense of self-importance, but my yep. personal experience is that that's exactly right. They'll start, um, I suppose if you trigger them, 
you know, you call them out on their insecurities or something that they're insecure about, you'll notice that they blow up. So it's not just like, oh, okay, I understand. Like they can't handle criticism of any kind. They'll always, um, and I found that they they would put me down um, to make themselves feel better. And I, at the time, believed it. And I, I was even um, looking back, I was actually showing you a photo of myself from when I was in that relationship to now. Like, yeah. I was just, like, hunched over. I didn't want to stand out. just didn't want anyone to look at me. I didn't like the way I was and the way I felt. In comparison yeah, very, to now. Very anti-Sam, that photo was. It was so opposite to who I know that you are. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just think um, that's something that they, they I guess, their goal is to do that. They want to isolate you from your family and friends as well, which I found happened. I came out of that relationship with, I probably like one friend. I'm not even joking. And I've lost the connection to my family who I, I could, I honestly felt like a stranger going back home because I lived with this guy too. And going back home, I had to rebuild my relationship with my mother and my brother and um that was hard you know because i didn't i felt disconnected from everyone and over the years i've realized i had to build those relationships but there's that um they sometimes you'll find so looking at like there's a lot of a lot of articles on it but they um live in fantasy worlds that support their delusions Mm -hmm. of grandeur so they feel like just everything's so big for them, but it's all for me. It's a facade, but on their end, yeah. I, I just see it as a facade. They always need to be praised and admired. It's they don't, they just don't seem to care about anyone else's feelings but their own. To be honest, it sounds exhausting. It's very, and you know, at the as as hard as it is, because you you want to forgive that person, so you need to understand that it's not always their fault. It has something to do with something that may have happened as a child or their past yeah. and the the thing is the, in my opinion they're bullies but they're insecure and they are yeah. they need healing but it's not your job to heal another person that's up to them and if yeah absolutely yeah and you need yeah. to see why you're actually attracting that type so now that i'm out of it and i see that type of behavior um and there are definitely other red flags that you need to look out for but those are probably some of them and if someone, if something doesn't feel right in your gut, just just go along with it and don't put up with yeah. that because they're gonna they do this thing where they'll they'll have the fight with you and then they'll reel you back in and love bombing. That's another thing. Initially, they're gonna just love bomb. They're gonna give you gifts and you know buy you all these nice things just to reel you in. And then once that's all over, mm. that's where their true colors come out. And it's, it all kind of begins from there. And you've got to realize that they're in deep down really scared. So they're going to try and make them, you're going to probably put them on a pedestal, which a lot of women tend to do with these types of people. Yeah. But you shouldn't. You, your, your, I, your self-love is more important. You need to work yeah. on your self-esteem. Um, yeah. Be strong enough to walk away because I had to develop that strength for four years. And I was so close to marrying this guy. I'm sure I was. Because we were at that point, you know, and yeah. I dodged a major bullet. Yeah, so it sounds like I am absolutely grateful. I don't want to hate him. I just, you know, it was just a lesson for me and hopefully for you, if you, you know, can relate. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. just hope no one finds themselves in that similar situation and don't put up with it because they won't change. 
absolutely not. And you can't change anybody and you can't save anybody else. That's so sad. you have to keep that in your mind as well. Yeah. So I think based on, on that, I want to move into some tools that you can keep in your little self-love toolbox mm-hmm. to get you through some low vibe times, you know, to ensure that you're being 100% authentic when you're going out for dates or spending t- quality time with your current partner or assessing your current relationship to see, you know, is this person a narcissist? Am I, am a, mm. am I in a toxic relationship or yeah. is there things I need to work on? You know, but it does all come down to your self-worth That's right. and your self-love. So I have written some blogs about this, and the, which is like the road to self-love. So I'll pop that in the show notes too, but it gives you some really good links. Mm. But ultimately, it's just the little things that you do, right? That's so right. it's about understanding yourself. You know, it's, look, it's a concept that I'm still getting familiar with yeah. because self-loathe always came before self-love for me. Always. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> so... I am still very new to this process, but it's. I'm finding that it's incredibly important for self care. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. What is your like? What are some tools that are in your toolbox, Sam? Mm. So, how do you go about self love? I um, mine is definitely being active. I actually find being alone. Yeah. Um, you know, loving, loving my own company, really just embracing it, like. Even if I have to, I mean, obviously, you know, if you want to spend time in solitude, um, do things that don't require technology if you can. Read a, oh, yeah, reading a, absolutely. As simple as reading a book. Like, <clears throat> you don't yeah. realize. And I look forward to my me time now before I hated being alone. I love, like, going for a walk. I do my, I do, like, a walk near the water and that's where I feel nice. really peaceful. And for me, I mm-hmm. put my music on, I'm walking, I'm loving life. I, I actually get excited and I, I take myself out on dates. So I know everyone thinks it's weird, but I, I've gone to... No, I think it's great. I love dating myself. Sorry, that sounds weird, but I think that's... I think <laughs> it is so important to be able to go watch a movie by yourself it's so empowering yeah, i don't know why it really is. i started doing it recently and um you'll get some weird looks from some people because people go oh you go to the movies on your own you must be a loser but i'm not i'm, I'm actually <laughs> winning so i'm actually really fun <laughs> i love it and i like you know i get the whole like bag of maltesers to myself okay sometimes i yeah, go all out, get all out but that's for me. That's like what I do. I do things on my own. I um, love eating on my own, and I I just think taking time out for yourself is important. It could be a massage. You can have a bath, run a bath, and spend time in the bath by yourself, and mm. meditate, and do things that you love on your own. Absolutely. Um, I mean, what else do I do? Gosh, oh, I pamper myself sometimes. You know, if I want to, yeah. you can do it at home. You can put a face mask on, watch a good movie, um, just yeah. enjoy it. And these are the little things, but you don't realize how much, like you need to fill your own cup first. And when that cup oh, yeah. starts to overflow, that's when people want more of you. So that energy is very contagious too, because people love that. So yeah. when you, you know, use those tools and, and, um, you just you, you thoroughly enjoy it, like yeah, it's a good feeling. Well, that's exactly right. You have to fill up. You have to fill up your own cup first. And oh, yeah. you know what they say: How can you love someone else if you can't even love yourself? It's true. It's true. It is true. It's really true. I never thought that before. I never. Neither well, like, did I. I kind of did, but I kind of thought, ah, oh, whatever. It's just something they say. It's just a load of crap. But yeah, but it's not really oh. because. 
I was so so insecure. Yeah. Like, before I met before I met Josh, it was ridiculous, oh. and it wasn't until he uh, kept telling me, you know, I don't understand why you think this about yourself because yeah. I don't see it that way, and I don't know why you're seeing it this way. And mm. it was just a matter of him and I talking through it for me to be able to go. You know what? You're absolutely right. I am worth something. Mm, exactly. And I think as well, another thing that's really important, um, just because I want to touch on that, when people yeah. break up with someone and they're straight on the dating apps, like you can't. Oh, mate. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that because you're going to find yourself, I guess, because you want to feel validated by strangers. Like, mm. I get it. I've been there. I'm not going to lie. I did that because I thought, oh, I'm not good enough. I need to find someone that does think I'm good enough. And little did I know that that person had to be me. And <laughs> like, it's the best thing you could do for yourself. So you need, you create like a self care routine and you do things that, you know, make you happy. And, and I think that's um, something that we all need to learn. If you, you know, come out of a relationship, don't jump straight onto Tinder. Don't try to seek approval yeah. from others because you're good enough. You need to just yeah. work on yourself. Also, I want to throw in there as well. Yeah. You know, if if you're breaking up with somebody, sometimes it's because there's a reason. Yeah. You know, you've made that conscious decision to break up with somebody. Yeah. And if one of those people start coming back after months, you have to really question why. Don't just oh, jump back into a relationship. Exactly. You need to really analyze why you're doing something yeah i agree it's funny that though because i've been in that situation and i've jumped you know broken up and get back together break up get back together and it's like it's too exhausting what are we what doing and i know people that do it and they seem happy and everything but you just need to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons like that's that's all i'm saying yeah just make sure that you're in it for yourself as well yeah. and not just to please the other person again oh, because yeah. sometimes you can't see past people's manipulation exactly some people really um have a way with words as well like oh yeah I, absolutely i found that was that was hard to overcome but now sometimes yeah. it's emotional stuff too so yeah. bringing in all these emotions sometimes overtakes your logical thinking exactly especially when the other person's quite emotional and you know they can't yes. sometimes it can they can guilt you into being with them when maybe that yeah. person just doesn't want to be in the relationship but I see it so much and I just think we need to just really like, you know, build our self-worth to know what we deserve to know, um, you know, why are we going back to the same old relationships and are we, you know, maybe yeah. seeing relationships because relationships are really um, a mirror, aren't they? Like for yeah, whatever we're going through inside. So if you're kind of going through some shit, <laughs> I guess, and you haven't healed from things, you're attracting <laughs> certain relationships and sometimes they're um they're just there to magnify whatever's going on within you exactly and, and that's exactly. really all it was and if you've learned from that like for me like look what's come of it so i don't see them as a negative yeah. thing i actually am grateful that i've been in these relationships with people who didn't see my worth mm -hmm. because they made me realize my worth eventually so that's that's been the blessing. And that's what's important. <laughs> yeah. So I I think you were, before I go into um, like the mindful marriage stuff, I, I remember you talking about um, mindful dating. So apart <laughs> from, you know, self-love and self-worth and what you can do yeah. inwards, 
what do you think you can do to prepare mm. for when you're actually going outwards with people and going out for yeah. dates and start starting a new relationship yeah i think just be aware of like any of i, I you'll eventually get to it because you'll listen to their conversations so don't ask what are your past traumas because you're not going <laughs> to tell you but you're going to have conversation and once i think you feel comfortable enough to go down that path like firstly understand what their intentions are i think establish that before you yeah. meet a person if you're doing it on online or if you meet them out in public okay um but just maybe get to know them and say, you know, eventually if you're texting, what are you, what are you looking for? Do you want something? Is it something serious or are you, you know, just here to have fun um, yeah. from the get go? It's important. And then I think that's important. I agree. Yeah. Just establishing and you'll hear it in their, their tone. You'll hear in the things they're saying. If they're, you know, maybe talking a lot about the ex, it's not a good sign. <laughs> um, that's one thing. It's like mm. a major red flag. So, you know, just understand if they're talking about um, their exes in a negative light, I probably stay away. Um, <laughs> Start backing up slowly. Back it up, back it up, because that's no, not a good thing. Because it means that they haven't healed yeah. from something, and you're gonna, you're gonna cop it because they're still angry about something, or they're yeah. unhealed from the situation, yeah. and you're going to be a target next. Trust me, you'll be that ex-girlfriend. So, you know, even if they're saying, "Oh, you're better than my exes," well, no, you don't want that. You don't want someone like that. <laughs> no, because you'll eventually you'll be one of those people. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's um, a sign to look out for as well. So just establish, like, you know, what it is that they want. Um, how mm-hmm. serious are they about wanting to be in a relationship? Um, also, just like little things, like um, what triggers them, what makes them angry. You'll find out in time. You will, but you just need to pay attention and be aware. But I think establishing a nice friendship is good at first yeah yeah starting it slow i don't know i don't know i i've like i've known of, like, of, of a few people who literally just get into relationships and straight away they're like okay so um marriage and children it's uh, like dude just go to a movie i you know what <laughs> just start i, it I slow. don't get that like people i don't know like oh we're gonna get married from the get-go like oh my gosh stop like i used Why? to okay i used to <laughs> want to be like i'm like oh wow i can't wait to get married okay. now the thought of marriage it, it scares me a little bit because i think i've been yeah. through a lot but i know that a marriage is a beautiful thing especially mm. when you tend to the garden <laughs> you know what Oh, yeah, I, that, no, I don't know true. if that sounds really that sounds true. wrong but you know what i'm saying <laughs> in no which no context. it's look the thing is though even a relationship or marriage yeah. or whatever de facto doesn't make a difference if yeah. you were in a long-term committed relationship yeah. with somebody it's hard because you it's always you mm. and it's always somebody else yes. so you yes you have to fill up your own cup but you have to remember to help them fill up theirs yeah. to and vice versa because it's not always it. yeah. about you anymore absolutely you know yes and i think it's why you need to keep again tending your the garden of love or whatever you want to call it so corny but whatever you want to call it but you need to you need to tend to it otherwise it will decompose exactly and what's the point why'd you get married yeah well that's it and communication is very important so if you can see that honestly is the number one thing communication and trust if you find that initially say a person's not very communicative they're not very good at their communication in terms of their texts are very I don't know, like then they're, they're not very good on. T- uh, some guys just don't know how to text, and vice versa. It could be females. Like, <laughs> if you're not feeling yeah. like they're making an effort to communicate with you, um, mm. that's not a good sign to go into. 
a relationship, you know, or you can sense yeah. that they might be hiding something. And, you know, it's just, it, you'll know, your intuition tells you. And I think a lot of people don't trust the intuition enough. That, and I think that's really important to start with. Exactly. Again, it's going inward and focusing uh, yeah. on you. So on that note, I'll talk about mindfulness in general and then why I think it's good, especially for, to practice that in your marriage, right? Yeah. So with mindfulness, basically in a, in, in a relationship, it, it intentionally creates opportunities for positive interaction, mm. right? So it helps each partner begin to explore your unconscious motivations yeah. behind your own actions and words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's proven to make you happier anyway, in general, right. In everyday life, if you practice, you know, med- meditation or mindfulness in your own space, you become more centered yeah. and less stressed. Yeah. So for you to be less stressed in a, in a relationship in general, I reckon that's pretty good, right? Yeah, exactly. So I've kind of come up with like five, Five little helpful tips, I, I suppose you can call them. They're kind of basic, but it, and it's kind of really obvious. However, I also think people forget about the obvious, right? Yeah. So, number one, plan time with your spouse. Like I said, mm-hmm. it sounds really obvious, but plan a date night. Yeah. Once a week, once a fortnight, whatever your budget can afford. Movies are expensive, I get it. So just, you know, mm-hmm. go for a walk together. It's something really simple. That's right. It's nice. Now, controversial. However, your spouse is a priority. Now, mm-hmm. I think if they are requesting your time, it means it's important to them. Mm-hmm. Even though yourself is number one and self-care is important as fuck, mm-hmm. it's about being mindful of your spouse. Yeah. Because even if you're like not in the mood and you're just like, whatever, just don't talk to me, anybody. If that person is requesting five minutes of your time mm-hmm. give it to them yeah they just want to know you care you know that's could be as exactly right as that. yeah exactly right yeah. the third one is continually learn about each other take time to ask the questions even if you've been married for decades mm. there are still things that you won't know about them and it's true because i've i've been with josh for literally a decade wow. and yeah and I, there's still things I'm learning about him. You know, That's take amazing. the time to... Yeah, really. Honestly, there's things I learn about him almost daily and vice and versa. And it exciting, crazy. doesn't it? Like, it's like, yeah. Absolutely. It's like a exactly. whole new person. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So you take the time to understand your partner's thoughts, feelings, memories, future goals, which will always change. Yeah. So, you know, get to know them again and again and again. Right? Yeah. Number four. Time for affection, again, seems obvious. But, I mean, in the hustle and bustle of a day, sometimes even stopping for, like, a hug or a kiss seems like a lot of work, right? But to stop in that moment and be with one another, Mm. it shows that affection. Just even holding their hand, whatever it is. So, for example, Josh's love language is physical touch. Mine most definitely is not. (laughs) So... I cannot, like, I just can't. So he loves to be hugged. He likes holding my hand. He likes to feel held and loved, oh, right? Like, How does that and, work? <laughs> yeah, and it, and for me, that is completely opposite. Mm. So it does get difficult at time when all he wants is to show me affection. Yeah. And, like, that's like, amazing. When I tell people this, they're always just like, oh, my God, Lauren, you're so lucky. Yeah. Which I am, right? 
but on the other hand, it's I don't like that much attention. <laughs> For me, it's too much. Just like just sometimes stop. I get you. you know? I, it gets too much. I, I exactly completely understand. exactly it yeah. does. Yeah. But I allow that moment for him. Aww. Again, it's you know Sacrifice. letting him be a priority in that moment. Aww, exactly, that's sweet. exactly. Aww. I love that. <laughs> now the last thing, the last thing. Again, so simple, but it's just saying thank you. Even if it's mundane as saying, thank you for picking up the groceries or thanks for picking up the kids or, hey, thanks for doing the washing today. Like little things mm. can turn into big things. And a healthy side effect to a marriage is full, being full of great gratitude, right? So yeah. that's that's the only healthy side effect that will come from all this. It's gratitude. Gratitude. And a, a happy marriage. Gratitude is important in all aspects of life, but in your relationship. I agree. Because I think... If I've found, or if when I eventually meet that person, <laughs> when, um, which you will, I will, which you will, because we're manifesting yes. it. Don't you worry, um, yeah. and we're working <laughs> on it. But I, I will be so grateful. I think that's why I've been single for so long, because the amount of gratitude I'm gonna have for this particular person. Yeah. Oh wow! Like I'm already grateful, even though I don't even know the guy. <laughs> Because you know what's coming. Yeah, I think it's you, you do need to be grateful. You know, they need to know that they're appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Now, Sam, that was a really huge amount of information. Did we do the 200-year-old thing that I no. wanted to talk about? <laughs> absolutely. I think that's how we need to end. Just something on something really funny and positive because yeah. that was a big mouthful of stuff. <laughs> that's a lot. Well... Um, the 200 year old secret that I was... Uh, yeah, I don't know if it sounds sexy or gross. It's, <laughs> it's so mystical. Um, it, it depends on the person, but, um, I watched a video, oh, um, Matthew Hussey is that dating coach. I'm sorry. I think he is. I believe I just see him talking a lot about <laughs> relationships and came across a video one day of this 200 year old secret where, um, back in the day, <laughs> the woman would drop her hanky in front of a man that so she was cute. interested in. Right. So she drops the hanky and she's walking off pretending she doesn't know. And the guy picks it up and he says, sly bitch. yeah, he's like, excuse me, miss. I think you've dropped your hanky. And the woman comes back and says, Oh, how silly of me. And um, I don't know why you're like speaking like it's the Middle Ages. It like, was. Well, that's, that's what so they funny. did back in the Middle Ages, you know. The Middle Ages. So <laughs> I feel like that's how they would have spoken. So this is just how I'm picturing it in my mind. It was in the video. Fair but enough. anyway, um, then he and, and then, oh, my gosh, I've like lost my <laughs> train of thought. So he was talking about the, the modern version of that. Yeah, so basically, like, she's like, oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh, thank you so much. You're such a hero. And obviously, you know, he's feeling so good about himself and he thinks that he started the conversation where she's the one that started it. So that's how the old... Because she dropped that hanky. She she dropped that hanky and she got her man. Anyway, so... She got her man. (laughs) Yeah, because he's like, oh, wow, I'm a hero. Oh, my gosh. And then he thinks that he started the whole thing, but it was really her. So this woman's smart. And then in the new... Um, the modern kind of handkerchief story. New age version. Yeah. yeah. Um, a woman goes, or they're at a bar and um, she sees the guy that she's after and um, she leaves her jacket and she says, can I just leave my jacket here? Could you watch my jacket while I just get my, um, give my friend, drink my friends these drinks? And then he's like, sure. And then she comes back and she goes, oh, thank you so much. Um, what does she say? 
I don't know, you're a darling. She's like, thank you so much. Um, you know, how's your night been? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. kind of initiating yeah, that. Yeah, and just yeah. say, oh, you're such a you're such a darling. You're a gem. Whatever you want to say to make them feel really good about themselves. And then um, that's when the conversation starts. And then it's the same sort of concept in the modern day yeah. world. I personally haven't. Oh, have I tried it? No, I haven't. I have not yet. Not yet. I, I don't know <laughs> if I could. I just don't know if I can see myself leaving my jacket with a stranger. Especially if yeah. it's a jacket I like. I, c- I can't trust someone. And I feel like here in Australia, the guys just drink a lot. Like, <laughs> guys who just drink so much, like, you probably tell them and they go, okay, no worries. And then you find that it, the jacket's gone or maybe they've left and, you know, they can't wait yeah. a few minutes. So I don't know if it works out, out here, but... It- maybe, like, I think you have to, like, have full faith in that person. But yeah. I think it's also... I don't know, this might sound like so like horrible, but saying it in such a sultry way, like they can't leave your jacket because yeah. they want to talk to you. I don't know. Well, like I said, I'm just, I'm lucky I'm married. Yeah. Like <laughs> it seems complicated for me. So I don't know if it's something I'd try, but you know what? Yeah. It could work. And I think what we need to remember is that um, it, when it comes to meeting people as well, and I've noticed that um, if you make the eye contact with someone you might be interested in because you find them attractive initially, um, you, you need to make sure you're staring at them for a little bit longer than a second because um, then that's how they know. That's how they know. So that's my dating advice. If you're like single and you make the eye contact, um, just give it a few seconds, as creepy as it sounds, like with a stranger. Yeah, it does sound really but creepy. But no, but a guy needs to know because <laughs> every time I used to go out, I used to sort of see a guy I liked and I'd look the other way because I get shy. But I've yeah. noticed that if I stare at them for a little bit longer, they're like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's the cue. They want that. They want the green light. Guys are okay, just as scared enough. as us to approach. They Handling rejection is not for everyone. I don't handle rejection no. well. So I've, I've struggled with the dating side of things because of that. But sometimes yeah. you just need to kind of get out of your own head and go with it and have fun with it even, you know, when it comes to that kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, whatever works, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Whatever works for you, yes. obviously, is what you do. But you know, <laughs> this is just this is just banter anyway. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, gosh, we've covered so much in this episode. Yeah, I feel like have. I knew this was gonna be a big one. Um, for us, I I think because relationships, like, ah, oh, there's so many yeah. aspects to it, right? Yeah, and we got literally both ends of the spectrum. I liked that. I like because it worked. Yeah. We balanced, you know. I liked, yeah. I liked hearing your side. Yin and yang. Yeah, it's good. But um, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up here, guys. So um, thank you so much for listening. Just remember you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You will find our link to the podcast in the bio as well. Remember, if you have any feedback as well, um, we're really open to it because, you know, we're just starting out. So if you have any feedback or you want us to cover any topics, slide into our dms let us know tweet <laughs> us even um yes. and and just give us some ideas because we're definitely open to feedback even if you want to join us on the show one day we're happy for yeah. you to come on so um it's all about making connections right and being vulnerable and authentic together yes we're here to build our tribes so make sure you um connect with us guys absolutely all right. but all right thanks until next time <laughs> thanks for listening bye, bye. bye. Thank you.